Welcome to our study of the book of Revelation. It's a series that's going to help us beware, but also be aware of the signs, the events, the spirit of the end time, uh, but also to be ready, to be ready for that last day, the day where the Lord Jesus will reappear and make all things new, but also for us to be blessed and to not be afraid because we do belong to Jesus. And we belong to Jesus because he has suffered, he has died uh, for the forgiveness of sins, and he was raised on the third day, and now he rules and he reigns over all. So this message of the forgiveness of sins is the heart, is the core, uh, the content of the entire uh, Bible. So from Genesis all the way through Revelation, we have this promise of the forgiveness of sins, specifically uh, through the person and work of Jesus, uh, the Messiah. Now, we've been talking about the prophet Isaiah, and uh, our reference point is that uh, if we understand the Old Testament scriptures, then we will understand the allusions, uh, the references in the book of Revelation. So in Isaiah chapter 1, um, God says, come now, let's reason together. Though your sins are as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And then in verse 19, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you will be devoured with the sword, for the Lord's mouth has spoken it. And so the message, the context of Isaiah is, there is this holy God, but his people are unholy, unrighteous. They have been uh, not. They have not been faithful to their God. They have run after other gods. So this picture in Isaiah chapter one is painted of unfaithful Israel as an unfaithful wife, or very uh, put in very graphic terms, a prostitute. Chapter one, verse twenty-one of Isaiah: How the faithful city has become a prostitute. She was full of justice, righteousness lodged in her, but now there are murderers. So in the Old Testament, specifically in uh, the prophetic book of Isaiah, idolatry, running after other gods, uh, is uh, tantamount, equivalent to uh, adultery. God wants to be the faithful husband to his people, but they are unfaithful. They are adulterous. They run after other gods. Now, this is also spoken of in the prophet Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 3. Have you seen that which backslidden Israel has done? She has gone up on every high mountain and under every green tree and has played the prostitute there. I said after she had done all these things, she will, she will return to me, but she didn't return, and her treacherous sister Judah saw it. And then verse 8. I had put her away and had given her a certificate of divorce, yet treacherous Judah, her sister, had no fear. But she also went and played the prostitute, because she took her prostitution lightly. The land was polluted, and she committed adultery with stones and with, with wood. Again, this idea of they're making these idols out of wood, stone, silver, and gold, having hands and eyes, but they can't see, they can't hear. And so idolatry is the same as adultery using this image of God as faithful husband, but there is an unfaithful wife. So Israel is portrayed as 
one who has broken covenant with the husband. This unfaithful wife, this adulteress, this prostitute, spiritual prostitute and harlot. But in the prophet Isaiah, the news, the good news is God is and will be the faithful husband. And in Jesus, the Messiah, he will make her his bride. Now, Isaiah chapter 54 says, Don't be afraid, for you will not be ashamed. Don't be confounded, for you will not be disappointed. For you will forget the shame of your youth. You will remember the reproach of your widowhood no more. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of armies is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. Again, good news. Repent of your sin, of your unfaithfulness. Receive the forgiveness of sins, the washing, being made clean by the blood, the sacrifice of the Lamb of God, and rejoice in that. So you'll hear in the parables of Jesus this same imagery. Matthew chapter 22 speaks about the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. So you'll hear about this wedding and referencing this great wedding feast uh, that Revelation uh, speaks of. And uh, during this time, he's preparing this wedding banquet, and he's going to invite all these guests to come uh, to the banquet. The Apostle Paul speaks of it in Ephesians chapter 5. He says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. So again, if you have the Old Testament reference of of Isaiah, that this is an unfaithful people, the bride, uh, her sins are like scarlet, but through the forgiveness that comes through Messiah, this bride will be made white as wool. He, uh, this, this groom is going to cleanse her by the washing with water through his word. He gives himself up for her. Uh, the Lamb of God is pierced, uh, but he is also raised on the third day for the sake of, of his church. Now, in the book of Revelation, you'll see these references to the woman. In Revelation chapter 12, it will talk about the woman who is pregnant with child. And this child is born and the the devil, Satan, wants to go after this child. The woman flees into the wilderness and God cares for her. The woman being uh, the church, both the Old Testament church and also the New Testament church. Revelation 17, imagery of the harlot or the prostitute. But then that's compared to Revelation chapter 19, where there's this wedding, the wedding of the Lamb, and then the beautiful imagery, Revelation chapter 21, of the bride. All referencing back to this idea of, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And so you have this book of Revelation, the series that's going to help us understand how the blood of the Lamb makes the the robes white as snow. So we are unfaithful because of our sin, because of our rebellion. But we have a faithful husband in the Lord, Lord Jesus. And so we are told to beware and be aware of the events and the signs and the spirit of the times, to be ready for that last day, the reappearance of Jesus, but to be blessed and to not be afraid. Because why? Well, again, the heart 
the core content of the entire scriptures is that we have this Messiah the second person of the Trinity, the very Son of God who has taken on human flesh, who has died for us who are rebellious in our sin. He has taken that sin upon himself. He gives to us his righteousness, his holiness. He rises on the third day. He rules and reigns. And he is preparing this wedding banquet for us. And so the good news, as always, come what may, we do belong to Jesus.